Hey troops, it's your old buddy Bucho here, just cutting in up front again, as I did for the previous episode, and you know what that means, that means I'm reporting another technical issue. The good news is, this one at least sounds better than the last one, and the other good news is we have actually recorded the next episode already, the 50th episode in the StarWars.com Clone Wars chronology, and I can confirm there are no tech issues on that one, we're back to our pristine sound quality on my mic, so force willing, whatever gremlin was causing the issue has been vanquished i mean this my recording setup is basically the millennium falcon here so it has let's say personality in fact it's a miracle we got to episode 48 before we had an issue but we're back in business with episode 50 the next one so right now won't you please strap in and prepare for adventure because it's time to join our old pals ahsoka and rio chuchi and our new pal chairman papanoida for season three episode four spheres of influence Master, if the Jedi can't officially get involved, let me do this on my own. Senator Chuchi is a good friend of mine. All right. With the Separatists involved, I guess it gives you cause to investigate. Go help Senator Chuchi, but don't get in the way of the local authorities. Aren't you going to help? I said the situation gives you cause to investigate, not us. I need to go back to the Jedi Temple and make sure the Council doesn't find out about your little expedition. Should you really proceed without the Council's approval? We do it all the time, don't we, Snips? Yep. Well, be careful, Ahsoka. I still can't believe they let you teach. It's time for Send in the Clones! Join your hosts, Puto and Robbie, on an epic journey through a galaxy far, far away as they follow the escapades of Anakin Skywalker and the Jedi Knights with the clone army of the Republic in their struggle against Count Dooku and the droid army of the evil Separatists. So step in and prepare for adventure because it's time to send in the clones! In this episode! Chi and Chi are kidnapped and held hostage to force German Pavanoida to join the Separatist Alliance! But Chu Chi and Ahsoka infiltrate the Trade Federation ship while the Chairman and his son take on Greedo to foil the dastardly Nemoidians! Hey, troops, it's your old buddy Bucho on my first ever watch of the Clone Wars, and next to me in the dropship on his third ever watch of the Clone Wars. The Pavanoida to my eye on. That's your trusty pal, Robbie. How's it going, everyone? We're going to talk about the 49th episode in the StarWars.com Clone Wars chronology. It's Season 3, Episode 4, Sphere of Influence. So, Robbie, why don't we roll out with you letting us know what you remembered about this episode before you rewatched it again this week. Looking at the title, I wasn't, I wasn't exactly clear. But then, as soon as the pre-show narration starts, I'm like, oh, yeah. This one's a weird one. <laughs> this is just a... It's just a weird one. Uh, what in particular... Was there any particular thing in this episode that you found particularly weird, or was it just a general weirdness? I guess it's just because I always thought of Lucas as being very, very humble with his appearance, with his... I don't know. Th- this episode feels very like, I want to be the main character in this episode. <laughs> You know what I mean? That's really what this is. I mean, his character, the character that he plays, Papa Noida, right. he is the main character, like basically one of the main characters, if not the main character of the episode. So it was just strange to see it. It, it seems very, uh, like, almost self-congratulatory. I don't know. It's just a strange one. And even though I like the episode okay, it just seems very strange for somebody who has always been so humble <laughs> and never wanted to be in any of the movies, never wanted to be in the background or anything like that. And they finally talked him into it, you know, in Revenge of the Sith. He's on the side with his daughter, Katie, just very briefly. 
and then he's never seen again. But let's do a whole episode of the Clone Wars with, you know, it's just I don't know. Well, I mean, I do like it though. Yeah, well, I mean, if you're trying to fill out 22 episodes of a season, and you've got all these other characters you've brought in. What I mean, we're up to episode four of season three, so. You know, we're already deep into the show by now, and maybe they're starting to run out of characters from... And also, this wasn't directed or written by George. It was, In fact, it was written by Katie Lucas. Right. So maybe something there, but... I mean, I don't know any of the behind-the-scenes for this. Maybe they made this episode in secret, and then it was a nice surprise for George, you know? So I don't know. If, are you sure you're not maybe being a little bit too hard oh, on I'm not, George? And I'm not... Suggesting that his ego pushed this episode out there? No, and it's not that. Like I said, it's... There's all of everything you just said makes perfect sense. It's probably one of those things where Katie wrote it and she took it in there and George is probably like, oh, Katie, <laughs> you know what I mean? It was, that's probably what, that's probably how it went down. And I'm completely cool with it. That's probably exactly how it went down. Right. And that's fine. I just, it just seemed a little strange to see basically George be the main character for an episode. But, you know, like I said, it was, it was fun. It's funny because it wasn't until after the episode when I did actually read a couple of the behind-the-scenes sort of entries. That was when I remembered that George had played Papanoida in the original, but it didn't occur to me during the episode. And speaking of Papanoida, I really liked how nicely he was played with that really solid Pantoran accent by a real Mr. Smooth Corey Burton, who also plays Count Dooku, of course. And at first, I got to admit, I was thinking, oh, no, not another story of poor Chu Chi being betrayed by a chairman because there's something about the way he carried himself and maybe maybe a little bit of residual feeling left over from the from the trespass episode but it turned out that Papanoida doesn't betray anybody in this episode at least and we learned that he's a savvy and street smart operator both when it comes to a little bit of grappling and knife action and also when it comes to negotiating as we see when he appeals to Jabba's fatherly instincts in regard to his own kidnapped children yep and then we find out Papanoid is also pretty handy in a gunfight too when he and Ion blasted out with a few examples of the scum and villainy on Tatooine to rescue Chi. So if you put aside the George thing for a second, Robbie, how do you like just the character of Chairman Papanoid in this episode? As I said, I mean, once you get over that, <laughs> you know what I mean? Once you're, you're like, okay, we're doing this. Let's move forward. It's a good episode. In fact, I think Katie Lucas has, has done a great job on the episodes yeah. that she's written. And she continues to do this, you know, even into Rebels and I think Resistance. Okay. So she's definitely good at what she does. So I'm I'm not saying anything about the quality of the episode. I just felt it was, that's the first thing. You, you asked me what I remembered. That's what I remembered. Sure. I go, yeah, that's a little weird, you know? It's just a, it's just a strange choice. But I would almost say... He commands the same respect as someone's, I mean, maybe not quite Bail Organa, but he's up there. You kind of feel like, you know, yeah, I wouldn't mind having him as a dad. That's he's He seems like a good dude. And yeah, I mean, anytime that, that you can, you know, have your dad, you know, join you in a gunfight is uh, sure, sure. probably pretty cool. Especially when they're trying to save your life in the process. I mean, he, yeah. goes, he goes charging into that bar, and he seems yeah, very self-assured. While his son Iron is a little bit spooked by the whole thing, you know, you get this feeling from Papanoida that he's probably a former soldier. He's lived a bit of a life. He knows what he's doing in the darkest places in the galaxy. And so you never get the sense that he at least feels like he's in any danger in any of those situations. And, of course, someone who doesn't necessarily have him as a dad but has him as a chairman, 
we see Senator Rio Chuchi again. And we also see when Rio negotiates with the Trade Federation ambassador to lift, I should say negotiates in quotes here, shouldn't I? Because it's sort of, I mean, it's sort of nudging up against blackmail, but that's what I thought was cool about how we see that Chuchi has become quite street smart. She's a pretty smart cookie and she's no longer that shrinking violet that we first met in Trespass. I know, I almost felt like... uh you know, when, when Ahsoka is basically saying at the beginning of the episode that, you know, she wants to help because, you know, Chuchi's an old friend of hers. Right. I was like, wait, did we miss something? Yeah. Is there is something out of order? Yeah. What, what's going on? And apparently it's just, it's something that happens behind the scenes that we don't see. But yeah, I mean, I really liked that combination of Chuchi and Ahsoka. I mean, it was, it was actually a lot of fun. And it was one of the things that I noted down was that I loved to see, as you said, that transformation of Chuchi over the the seasons i can't really say years but uh yeah she's really coming to her own and i I, you know it's it's great to see it sure is rob i really enjoyed that combination too and i always enjoy when jedis remember that they're jedis and even more so when i see them use the force tactically in some way that i've never seen before (laughs) and so i really dug that scene where ahsoka and chuchi are sneaking around in that conference room and those pesky nemordians are suspiciously searching the joint and ahsoka force lifts chuchi up and hovers her up in the rafters until the bad guys are gone and it doesn't look easy either i mean ahsoka really has to strain as she tries to hold her own weight up there at the same time as chuchi yeah, I mean, I loved it. I mean, it's, uh, it's one of the things that I noted down, too, is like it's it was really inventive. And it was almost like, OK, where did they go? You know what I mean? It was like it happened twice, like in that same scene where you're like, OK, wait, they were just there. Where are they now? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was a very fun scene, Robbie. And speaking of fun scenes, I also enjoyed earlier in the episode when Padme tells Anakin after he sends Ahsoka to help Chuchi behind the Jedi Council's back. And Anakin tells Padme that they operate without without the council's knowledge all the time. And he just tosses it up. Oh, yeah, we do it all the time. Yeah. And Padme says, I still can't believe they let you teach. <laughs> Can <laughs> yeah. you believe they let him teach, Robbie? No, it's a, and that's a great line, too. It's, it's one of those things where it's fun when as a writer you can say some of the things that the audience is thinking yeah you know and i think that's one of those things i just it's just a lot of fun i thought the episode as a whole was quite a lot of fun robbie although i don't have as many notes as i have on previous episodes it's so maybe fortunately i don't have as many notes on previous episodes because we've had a few long ones recently but let's get to our favorite shots of the episode robbie what was your favorite shot in sphere of influence I will give you my favorite shot, but I have some different notes here that I think are a little interesting. Uh, number one, Ion Papanoida, super recognizable as Seth Green, right? I mean, that's like... Ah, uh, I didn't get that. Oh, you didn't? Man, immediately... No. As soon as he started talking, I was like, oh my gosh, that's Seth Green. And then one of the other ones is that, as kind of I said in the previous episode, where it seems strange to me, or not the previous episode, the episode before, sorry, with Zero speaking English. Why is Greedo speaking English? <laughs> or, I guess in-universe, he's speaking basic. Right. And I'm guessing that's just so the kids don't have to read, and so they know what he's saying. Yeah. But then, later in the episode, you've got Jabba speaking Huttese. Sure. So, it's just a strange choice there, to me. You know, that they had Greedo speaking basic. It'll be interesting to hear, Dave, I mean, I'm sure he's probably mentioned it somewhere because other people would have brought this up to him, but it'll be interesting to hear what Dave Filoni says about these decisions, when and why they have characters speak in basic. I don't know. I don't know the answer. Obviously, obviously, um, you haven't come across it yet either, but uh, maybe one day, maybe one day we get Dave on the podcast and we can ask him ourselves. Yeah, that would be, uh, that'd be awesome. Dave, if you're listening, I'd love to hear from you. Hey, if the, if the force wills it, right, Robbie? Right, exactly. But like, uh, here's another one. The inspector design. 
strangely cartoonish, right. right? Yeah. He stuck out to me as being it's just a strange design. I don't know. Yeah, I get what you're saying. <laughs> he was almost like too smarmy. I was expecting him to come back later in the episode, but he didn't. Because this he's so distinctive, I thought, oh, they're making a point to make us remember this guy. And then, no, you don't have to. He yeah. doesn't come back. Yeah. He's gone. But just going back to Greedo for a second, he speaks in basic, but also his voice sounds younger. So I guess here we're just dealing with an adolescent Greedo, right? Yeah, but I mean, it's one of those things that it kind of starts to make you think about, like, Han can speak Huttese. So, to me, it's strange in their first meeting that Greedo's speaking Huttese, Han is speaking basic. Right. And then Greedo's speaking basic here, but doesn't speak <laughs> basic to Han? I mean, it's just weird. It's just a strange choice. It's Maybe it's just one of those things that comes with being multilingual, Robbie. You just switch between languages without thinking sometimes? I don't know. I guess, yeah, maybe just whatever you feel. But I said that uh, that I thought Papa Noida's blood sample checker thing, it's amazingly oh, yeah. effective. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, I mean, two seconds. Well, Greedo's obviously got a record, right? Well, right, but I mean, it's like, hey, I've got a little bit of blood here. Let's scan it. Yeah. And then immediately, oh, it's Greedo. Okay. I just thought that was kind of funny. Tongue-in-cheek thing. And of course... My big one was that it was good to see Embo back in Jabba's Palace. Oh, yeah. From Bounty Hunters. I didn't know that down, but yeah, we did get that brief shot of Embo. Yeah, it was kind of cool to see. So anyway, my favorite shot Was that your favorite shot of the episode? No, 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 no. (laughs) Okay. My favorite shot of the episode is when Ahsoka wipes out those battle droids, the angle of the camera, and as the pieces of the battle droids are kind of crumbling down, and she's in her trademark stance, is just cool looking. I just... It was just my favorite shot just because it, it, it looked so cool. That was pretty awesome, Robbie, and you might have just stolen mine, so <laughs> in the interest Sorry. of uh, a bit of variety, apology accepted, Robbie. I mean, how can I blame you? How can I blame you for having great taste in shots? So here was I'll say that my favorite shot of the episode was Stinky the Hut's bug dinner crawling up Jabba's tail. <laughs> I always like a shot that starts on a bug. You know, it's something that we've seen in other movies, and it is just one of those things where we see a little bit of small detail in a massive world. And so, you know, I'm sort of saying it as a little bit of a jokey shot of the episode, but I did enjoy that shot. And it's kind of funny, too, because, you know, as we were talking about, especially in in a show like this, if you have somebody speaking in another language, you either have the next person that speaks English kind of repeating what they're saying or answering in a way that you can figure out what they said. But in that shot, we get Jabba say something to Rado, and you know exactly what he's saying. He says, don't don't play play with with your food. food. It's awesome. It's just awesome the way that they did it in a way that that you can still understand what's going on. It's just, I don't know. I just really like that. I almost noted it down. I liked it so much. Yeah, that was a neat touch, Robbie. So let's talk about what did we learn from Sphere of Influence? Well, I hope I don't take yours again, but I think the thing that we learn is that you have to beware of Pantorans, especially if they have blasters. Yeah. You don't want to mess with them, right? Yeah. He looks like a, what is he, a senator, a chairman? He doesn't look like... A fighter. But he's he's great with a knife, he's great with a little bit of grappling, gets that headlock on. Oh, he's great with a couple of blasters. Yeah, you, <laughs> I'll be more than happy to see more of Papa Noider in a future episode. But what I learned from this episode is that Gotels talk with a goatee accent. <laughs> Yeah, 
Well, now it's time to sum up, Robbie. What I might, maybe I should go first. Should I go first in this one? Let's, why don't I just go first in this one? Sure, go ahead. I'm going to say that Sphere of Influence that didn't maybe do anything especially memorable. Although, even having said that, I will. I already am thinking of all these things. Like, I'm not going to forget Papanoda and Ari, and it also did a great job of showing how Chuchi has really come into her own as a leader. And I really dug the short action scenes. I mean, you mentioned earlier the scene of Ahsoka versus the battle droid. She pretty much lays waste to six battle droids in about 0.7 seconds. It's really fast and quick and super effective and real fun. And the bar shootout was fun too, of course. And I have Sphere of Influence rated at seven Stinky the Hut snack bugs out of 10. But where does Sphere of Influence sit on that four-star Robbie scale? Yeah, for me, this is one of those that if you're really being particular, you could totally skip this episode. But at the same time, it's so much fun. There's so many things to see in this episode that I kind of feel like you need to watch it. So I would say this one's a three out of four stars. And that's mission accomplished for season three, episode four, Sphere of Influence. So Robbie, won't you please let the troops out there know what are our communications channels? All right, we are Bucho and Robbie at Gmail, Twitter, and Instagram. That's B U C H O A N D R O B B Y. Yes, sir. And of course, the troops can join us again next time for the 50th episode in the StarWars.com Clone Wars chronology. It's season three, episode eight Evil Plans. And until then, this is your old buddy Bucho alongside your trusty pal Robbie. And we, should I do this in a goat? Should I do. We are. No, I don't want to do that. I should have, should I? You should, you should do whatever you feel is right. I don't know. I No, because we don't want to go out on a... Because they're bad. Okay. That was a baddie. All the go-tails we've seen so far are baddies, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, those are the ones in Mandalore were better. <laughs> I don't know if I can do it, Robbie. I can't go out on a goat. Do you, you want me to do May the Force Be With You in a goat accent and the goat thing? Yeah, okay, let's do that. All right. Because for now, until Season 3, Episode 8, Evil Plans, this is your old buddy Bucho alongside your trusty pal Robbie, and we are out. Remember, you can support Sending the Clothes for free simply by rating and reviewing the show on iTunes or any other podcast platform, and Bucho and Robbie will read the review on a future feedback episode. And speaking of feedback episodes, you can also send either a text or an audio message of 60 seconds or less to Bucho and Robbie at gmail.com. Wait a minute. Go on, Robbie. You can do it. May the force be with you. (laughs) (laughs) 10 out of 10. That's a four on the four-star Robbie scale for Gotel. Oh.